Friday afternoon on 2NURFM, 10 past one, and it is the time we love to talk travel. Sally Lucas joining me, Jane Klein, and we're going off somewhere in Europe today. Croatia this time, Jane, because it's it's a beautiful country and it was part of the original Yugoslavia, which was once described as all of Europe in one country because it has so much to offer with both coastal scenery, with inland waterways, with mountains and forests, etc. And of course, it's quite old and medieval as well. And there was a nice little quote I found by George Bernard Shaw. On the last day of creation, God decided to crown his work and so fashioned to the Croatian coast line out of tears stars and breath and just a lovely quote i thought but it it is considered one of the most exciting areas in europe these days it's becoming quite popular and i think it would be good to go to any of these areas before again you know we all know what tourism does you do get mass tourism in the end and things change and i think it's always nice to go before those changes really happen um so yes and it's got of course, as we just said, breathtaking landscapes, waterfalls, mountains, forests, beautiful beaches, charming seaside villages, and it's got more than a thousand islands. The good thing about when you're sailing the Croatian coast, you're not having to overnight it to see at any time because you can always be pulling in, which is a lovely thing to do. So you can sail during the day and pull on to a little village and have a meal ashore or do whatever you want and potter around. Um, and you've got nearly 1800 kilometres of coastline. It's one of the oldest countries in Europe. It dates back back to pre-4th century BC. And, of course, the Romans, again, conquered that, as they did in most of Europe. But it left behind what they call one of the world's best-preserved amphitheatres also. So all that is there as well, and it's just waiting to be explored. A lot of people do love to do the coastal bit, as we've just said. You can either do it with a beautiful, you know, upmarket uh, yacht, or you can go on a goulet, which is the more old-fashioned sailing vessel, of course. And they're, they're crude. Like, you can still get crude, uh, actually, um, one crude of our... Crude meaning with a crew with on a crew. Yes, <laughs> so, yes, I'm glad you said that. I didn't even think of that, Jane. <laughs> that sort of crude, no, I meant S-C-R-E-W-E-D. Um, so, yes, if you've got this wonderful coastline, as I said, to be able to explore, and um, actually one of the girls from our office has just gone away with a group of friends, and they've hired it just for themselves because there's 10 of them, and they're just doing the whole coastline which would be a, a wonderful thing to do um, but yes having just said that you've still got Split and Dubrovnik which are two beautiful coastal medieval towns and cobblestone streets and but you know they are slowly coming of age and you've got the other areas near there of course with Montenegro, uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina now of course Bosnia and Herzegovina hasn't had a lot of um, financial mon- infrastructure to, to come back out of the war of course so some of it is still you know recovering mm-hmm. of course and you've got to remember that once you go to those areas however said that there's still the country and even up into Slovenia to Ljubljana and so on you're still looking at beautiful scenery but unfortunately some of the the towns or cities will still be marked by the ravages of war but not so in Croatia so you know you are traveling in in beautiful areas and it's it's just there's so many tours you can do there now Jane as well you know some lovely tours if you wanted to do a tour you can drive do a self-drive if you wish. Um, the people are very friendly, um, more than welcoming to tourists. They, they want tourists there. It's important for them to have tourists. So I think just to consider it, and it's got a fairly temperate climate, being in that southern part of the, your Mediterranean area, so you're getting a pretty nice climate. The roads, once you go inland, are a bit windy if you're going to be self-driving because you are going in, into mountainous country. Um, so, yeah, I just think I think Croatia is becoming very, very popular. I mean, Turkey was in the Turkish coast, but I think Croatia 
is now just coming on like this as well. And this whole area will continue to improve and grow through Montenegro, Bosnia and Herzegovina. But as I said, I think it's nice to go before too much happens when you can explore these wonderful medieval towns and, and just experience the way they've always lived for centuries. It really hasn't changed all that much. We're not going into high rise or anything like that. You know, it's still fairly you know, old, oldie worldy, and that's what I think is beautiful about the culture and the history for us, anyway, in Australia of going to Europe because we just don't have that here. You know, we we're amazed at a hundred year old building, but when you're talking about BC and amphitheatres and these wonderful structures and cathedrals, it's, it's just very, very special and you just, soak it all up you know that and the food and you know the ambience and everything else but yes Croatia every time we had anyone who have come back from there recently it's nothing but a rave you know very good feedback from anyone that's been to Croatia not having any hassles no problems and of course stunningly beautiful scenery particularly along that coastline on to NURFM it's 20 past one and we're talking travel thanks to our sponsor Travel World on King Sally Lucas another destination in Europe Another one. And another one I quite fell in love with, um, other than uh, France, of course, but it's Spain. And uh, I just thought we'd mention Spain again because it is such a diverse country as well. Um, and one interesting comment was made by a friend of mine who said she found it very much like Australia. Um, because of uh, there's desert, and you don't think of Spain as having desert. So you've got desert, you've got mountains, you've got coastal areas. So it's a, that combination of a bit of everything, I suppose, in Spain. So it is quite diverse. And if you're going there, basically the north, of course, is much cooler because that's your mountainous region. So you would want to go there, I guess, mainly in spring and autumn because it can still go quite hot in summer. But down south, of course, it's, it's virtually sunny all year round. But again, of course, if you went in there summer, it would be quite a lot hotter. And you do find a lot of the um, northern Europeans come down there and bake themselves silly. You see all these funny little red people running around once you go down onto the Costa del Sol, etc. Um, Madrid, as, as I have probably mentioned previously, I was very impressed with. I thought I found it quite a cultural city. Um, beautiful wide boulevards, very well treed, very good transport system, both buses and undergrounds. Um, fabulous food, of course, everywhere you go in Spain, that just goes without saying. Some beautiful parks in Madrid and, of course, wonderful music as we all know, for your art. Just absolutely fabulous. Uh, lots of little holes in the wall, you know, just to duck into. And that's, that's what I love about it. And I guess... That's a bit what Melbourne does, like in a sense. You have all these little tiny little cafes and holes in the wall, and that's reminiscent to me of Spain, um, as well as them liking outdoor, you know, their plazas or plaza, as they call it, but their plazas where they have a lot of outdoor eating as well. Oh, I like that, that little lift. You like the, that my, little, my little lift. lift. <laughs> and Barcelona, I'll get it in there again. Of course, it's very different again to Madrid. It, it's more a fun, what I would call a, a very vibrant, fun city, um, You've got the famous Sagrada de Familia, which is the church that's still unfinished by Gaudi, and it it gets uh, depends on getting finished by donations. The government cannot afford to put money into it, so it just depends how much money gets donated by philanthropists and so on. They're saying that it will definitely get completed. They want to make sure Gaudi's work gets gets completed, but it is a work in progress. With fluid lines, isn't it? Oh, look, corners it's, it's just building. amazing, it's and you've got fruit like pineapples and all sorts of things incorporated into the religious images it, it's just 
it's no, I can't think of any other piece of architecture like it. it. It is very unique and, of course, everyone wants to go and see it and you can understand why. You've got the lovely old area, however, also in Barcelona, which is Barrio Gothique, or your Gothic quarter, and around that area is Las Ramblas and the Bocuria, which is the wonderful markets, undercover markets as well. And they are just absolutely fantastic. I mean, you just see, you know, so many big, huge sides of this wonderful Hamon Serrano, which we pay a fortune for here. It's something like 40 Fifty something dollars a kilo, and uh, you're getting it jam, over there. Uh, not jam, but ham. Hamon. 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 We've got to get it right, or, or the equivalent of the Italian prosciutto. But yeah, yeah it's it's hamon serrano, and it's um, um, not as fat. It's a, a wider. They cut it in wider slices, and yeah, they just carve it. It's, it's sitting on a bar on a spike, and they just have the whole leg there and just carve you off if you're having it with some olives and something, and glass glass of tempranillo or Rioja from the the north, which is famous for its red wine, of course. Um, but then you've got the beautiful areas where you know Granada and the Alhambra Palace, which is just oh, that. I, I was just blown away by that. And huge when you think it was just built for somewhere as a retreat, you know, for for the royalty. But now it's just a, a museum in itself. And the actual collection of things they have there and the different styles of architecture and the gardens and the fountains. And it is just stunningly beautiful. That dates back to the times when the Moors yes. were in Spain. and the Moors it? were very prevalent in Spain. So you get a lot of this different architecture, which is quite interesting. And they shared churches wouldn't it be nice if we could do that these days? And this is you go into the church and you find the Catholics and the Moors, but there weren't that many of them, so they couldn't all have their own churches. So you have a blend of the architectures and they, they shared their churches on different days. Wouldn't that make a difference nowadays, huh? Anyway, we haven't learnt much, have we? Hmm. We've gone backwards, we've regressed. Um, so, yes, lovely areas in Spain. Of course, you've got your coastal areas, as I've mentioned, and then you've got the two wonderful towns like Sevilla, which is where the Sevilla... Sibylian oranges come from, Andalusia, which is which is beautiful as well. Um, the internal areas, you've got the wonderful Sierra Nevada mountain ranges that are snow-capped. So it's a very diverse country. They're windmill farm crazy. They're everywhere as well, which is a lot in Europe, you know, actually. Um, they've got very good train services now, like everywhere in Europe now. They're introducing more of the fa- fast trains to get you between the major cities, um, good roads, as well, so if you wanted to drive, you could certainly drive yourself around, and you can stay also in these wonderful paradors, which are those old castles and so on. So you can, you've got a range of accommodation from your modern to your old to your backpack to whatever you want to do, and then you've got Portugal just touched. You know, touch off the uh, side of um, Spain, which again, Lisbon, Porto with the river, the Douro River, and Obidos, this wonderful medieval village which I just fell in love with, and Cascais and Sintra, which are two lovely villages just out of Lisbon. So it'd be nice to combine the two if you can and do both Spain and Portugal to go all that way. It's so far west of the rest of Europe. You'd be silly just to do one without doing the other, you know. So I think it would be, be great to combine a holiday there and do both Spain. It's a large area, though. So don't cut yourself too short on time. You wouldn't want to do it in less than two weeks, but certainly in more would be great if you're going to do both countries. Fabulous place to visit. Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thank you, Jane. And we'll talk travel again next week, next Friday, after the 1 o'clock news on 2 and URFM.